Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Shut up, Terry. Welcome to Back to the Futurama, um, Season 1, Episode 1, the uh, inaugural Futurama podcast, uh, if you will. Um, I'm Ben, uh, and uh, I'm here with uh, Mike. Hello, everybody, in podcast land, or podcast land. Are, are we really going with that? Oh, I'm going with okay. it. It's, it's, it's Twitter official, my friend. Okay. Um, it still makes me think of uh, the Pizzone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, the very important uh, Pizza Hut branded calzone, the Pizzone. Okay. Th- that's what we're going Holding with. back the Munch Squad right now. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, we are uh, going back through and uh, doing a rewatch of Futurama, one, mm-hmm. of, uh, one of my favorite shows. Possibly the best show in the existence the, of humanity. The best show. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know about Mike, but I've seen it probably, oh, uh, 20, 30 times all the way through sure. because yep. um, I honestly, I listen to it, uh, or watch it a lot um, as kind of like background music. Oh, absolutely. Uh, background. Uh, not well, music, I mean, when you, but... when you do it that way, you, you know most of the jokes already. Like, you, you don't need to be fully there. You can just be like, I'm, you know, writing, uh, writing a novel and listening to the Futurama and haha, Zoidberg's funny. Uh huh. Yeah, all those novels that I've been all those writing. novels that been been a very well established author at this point. I do have over sixty thousand tweets. Mm-hmm. So See, you can just mash all of those up into a book. I would not read that book. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, so um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, we're just gonna go kind of through um episode by episode, is I think kind of what the plan is. Um, I think so. So today we're talking uh, about Space Pilot 3000 uh, in the first episode. I think, first of all, my first point is that I'm really glad that they did not just name the first episode Pilot. Yeah. Because I hate when TV shows do that. Yeah, it's kind of just like, well, that's what it is, but you, you could have said it's something else. Yeah, exactly. Where this one has like gives it another nod to the the kind of the setting that they're building, which I I mean... I don't want to jump ahead, but they they really build like this. It, 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 throughout the episode, they kind of like hint at things that are coming. So, you know, like you can see in the intro, you can see some of the characters we may not have met yet. We can see the whole of, you know, New New York and things like that. So I think they they really had an idea of what this place and what this, this series was going to be. They let it, they let some of it mer- like kind of move throughout time, but they had an idea of like, this is the setting and we are going to let our characters be start here and go wherever we feel like they it makes sense. No, I think that's a really good point uh too because I uh I rewatched uh the episode last night as I believe you did as I as did well. as well. You know, really looking for details uh to talk about and um I think uh kind of like what you said they really do set up a good uh kind of um setting just kind of a visual style they knew they knew exactly what they were going for mm-hmm. absolutely and they do a pretty good job uh really showing off everything you get the 
uh, the tube transports. You mm-hmm. get the yeah. weird skyscrapers. You get people dressed in weird clothing, like those uh, uh, clothes that are just like sensor bars over yeah. all the naughty mm-hmm. bits. Yeah. You get owls as pests, uh-huh. which oh. I, I think is fantastic the way they've already like with the pests, the rats gone, but owls. And you can see this in the opening like intro where it's like they have the owl be gone or whatever it is as, a, as an, an ad. And like that's not even like a major detail ever. It's just it's just a little gag they throw in and continue to refer, refer the, throughout the run. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And like you said, we get to meet a lot of... Um... A lot of the characters, not all of them, actually, not really. No, no not, not, well, not I mean, even thinking about it. Not we really. We don't get a lot to meet a lot of them. Like we only get to really meet those that work at Applied Cryogenics. We get to know a little bit about Fry's, you know, origin story in the year two thousand. We get to to meet the the main three Applied Cryogenics and, and the past. We don't get to know the kind of wider things. Although they do have Zoidberg, Hermes some of the other characters in the main in the main credits. We get kind of an intro uh, to everybody like right off the bat in episode 2. But, yeah, it's true. Um but yeah, right off the bat uh it's it's just um, it's it's a tight story about, you know, this this is the core of the story we're about to tell. There's other things on the fringes, but you don't have to necessarily for right now. This is what we want to push to you. Absolutely. But no, I, I do think they do a pretty good job of uh setting everything up. And um, I think my only, uh, I think honestly, my only big complaint with the first episode is that um, some of the the voice acting really isn't dialed in yet. And, oh, sure. And as somebody well, who I is, think, you know, as, as a pilot, it, it, you can give it some leeway, especially knowing how long it ran and how the kind of the character voices evolved over time. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's one of those things where because I have seen it so many times, that's I true. expect particularly um, uh, Professor Farnsworth, his voice is just really not dialed in yet, and sure. it will never stop bugging me. Sure, but but it also gives him two very important lines within the show, the, the showing off of the important bits of wire, because very important throughout the run, um, but they also start with his, his exciting new catchphrase, I'm already in my pajamas, which he says all over the place, you can buy all the t-shirts. Well, so I mean, he he says it um, in a couple of episodes in like season one, but that's really a catchphrase that really it doesn't catch on. It super did not catch um, on. If you read a little bit about uh, like the production, that they really intended that to be a, a an ongoing like catchphrase. I mean, and you can kind of tell even just not even you know knowing the production, but like reading or just even like watching it, like that's definitely a a laugh a laugh line that ends that seems like it's going to want to continue. Right. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, not to get too spoilery yet, uh, it, it's not really a catchphrase that uh, truly catches on. It does not. Which um, now I, I think we should probably make a policy about spoilers. The people that are listening to this are, are definitely signing up for a future on the podcast. They're probably future. Uh, yeah, I I think so. You know, um, we actually really did not talk about this. Uh, we ahead of really time. did not. No. Uh, what uh, wh- What are your thoughts on uh, on spoilers? Well, I mean, like we're going to talk about some of the. I mean, even in episode one, if you watch it by itself, you can see where it's going to go. And there, are, you know, even gags or not. I guess not gags, but like uh, discussion. Uh, uh, an image of 
somebody under the desk, right? Okay, okay so we're I was because see that's why I was going to ask because sure. I, I think I think we're gonna we're doing this as a rewatch, not a first watch. So I think it's fine. Okay, so um, so uh, pro spoilers then is sure. I think our consensus, and, and it's not like Futurama, you know, just ended. It's been out there for all. It started in the year two thousand. In it's, the year two thousand. Wait, we are suddenly getting all Conan on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay. the Elliot Kalen of this podcast. <laughs> okay, what uh, what does that make me then? Travis McRoy. You know what? I will. I that's one of the nicest compliments I have ever received well, from another human being. Well, I will tip my hat because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Well, okay, then, uh, yeah, if we're going to talk about spoilers and who may or may not have been under the desk, I've actually always kind of uh, wondered, because I didn't I didn't notice uh, the first time that sure. I watched, obviously. I mean, it's, I such a, it's such a fleeting thing if you're not looking for it. Right. So I always had to wonder if that was really in the first, like, original airing of the show, because there's a part of me that feels like they must have gone back and added that in later for uh, for syndication or for DVD releases because that is some pretty advanced planning. We don't see that payoff until like season four. Yeah, that's it's some deep things, and, th- and that that's why you know it, I've only ever caught it on DVD or Netflix or what have you. So that's a that's an interesting point. I I would imagine. I, based on some of the other stuff they built in episode one that they would want to have something in their back pocket that it, they could always come back to for why. And I think that might be it. Just like we've got a character idea of the shape of a character. We can come back and fill in the rest later. And then they finally got around to it in season four. Yeah. Except that, I mean, it's, it's pretty obviously a Nibbler sort of outline, and we meet Nibbler in like uh, episode three. Okay, so so okay, so they already had the Nibbler concept. They had that idea. They didn't. I mean, they could have incredibly done an incredible slow burn on getting Nibbler into the position where it makes sense why he was under the desk to begin with. Well, I mean, if if that's true, my uh, my hats are off to mm-hmm. those guys because that is a an incredibly long play. Absolutely, and I, th- I I mean, knowing the people that, or at least hearing some of the people that that have worked on uh, Futurama, like David X. Cohen, just knowing how smart and intelligent they are. I'm, I mean, if we really want to talk about it, they there's a theorem based on Futurama, so uh-huh. I, I know they're smart, and I know they wanted to. They, I imagine that they could, they would have done this for a reason, not just like oh. Slap it in at the beginning because now it makes sense. Yeah, no, it's, uh, on a second cutting or whatever. It's true. I mean, we're we are obviously dealing with uh, some pretty heavy level nerds in the writing staff. I was gonna try to take better notes uh, about when I watched it last night, but uh, we are recording this episode the uh, the day after the first presidential twenty sixteen debates, and I got very drunk mm-hmm. while watching those debates uh, to cope with watching those debates. Um, I will admit that I did not watch the debates because I knew how I would feel afterwards and before. I felt hungover, so mm-hmm. I had a feeling that might happen. So I watched, um, I watched the episode um, after the debates, and so I didn't really take great notes, but I did make sure to note um, one because one of the things that I really love about Futurama is a lot of the the really quick, almost throwaway sight gags, mm-hmm. uh, like when they are in. Um, the pub after they uh, they run away mm-hmm. from Leela, 
they are drinking uh, old Fortran. Um, so as, as a computer nerd, oh, uh huh, the sousson of just oh, beautiful. And I mean, that's that is like tip of the iceberg for a lot of the stuff Futurama throws out. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, obviously, we are dealing with some uh, very nerdy writers on the show. That doesn't stop them from like just doing kind of one-off gags though, where it's like. I mean, at the very end, if we're just going to jump around is, you know, they all put their hands together and for this shot only, Leela has a ring and then the, it's a gag about, oh, Bender took the ring, ha ha ha, but she's never ever wearing that ring again. No, that's true. Or before. Yeah. Um, it's just there for the gag and like, but which is totally fine. It just, it, it stands as contrast to the rest of the kind of deep built world. Yeah, for sure. I, I also, um, stepping back a bit more... The, for anybody who's listening and if you're out there if you're out there uh congratulations on finding um a very specific podcast by two <laughs> nerds you've ever never heard of um well let's be honest probably some of the people that are listening have do know us very very personally hi mom actually i don't think my mom's no, gonna uh-uh. listen to this um, podcast well let's see do we very well might not have an audience at all <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you are lucky enough to be that one person out there listening, first of all, thank you. First off, the word is he used is lucky, which is Incorrect. an interesting choice. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are kind of making up the rules as we go for this first episode because it's a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And now it's time for a Yahoo. <laughs> we are much, much to um, much to your dismay. We are not the McElroy brothers. I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so very sorry. So, um, no, we're kind of making up the rules uh, for this as we go. And um, so we don't have any sort of specific outline yet. But I did want to kind of uh, take a step back and um, just overall, like, thoughts on the episode. Like, good episode, bad episode. Um, well, I mean, it's it's hard to judge uh, the pilot by itself with, with knowing what comes next and knowing that this this world that they hint at is just as deep as they say it is. Um, obviously, you know, first watching it, I was like, I have to watch the rest of the show. And I keep feeling that feeling every time I see the first episode, even knowing what comes next, even co- knowing some of the, the, the late years where it didn't, where it kind of came back and kind of f- like did vacillated between, you know, getting good and not getting good. I mean, I, it's a good ep- it's a it's it's a great episode it may not have everything dialed in but it, it 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 creates the world and i think the world is one of the best things about futurama personally um uh, truthfully and i think this is something that's going to come back um a lot when we talk about a lot of these early episodes usually when i go through and i'm like you know what i just really want to watch futurama i usually started about season three no i think so because i I feel like that's when it's really started to uh to find itself but i I think that's true for a lot of comedy yeah a a lot of shows aren't gonna know themselves to begin with to be you know like out of it's very rare if a show comes out of the gate knowing what who these characters are knowing what this world is like and in fact having futurama have half of that already or even know a lot of the characters too like you know, maybe it's not dialed in, but it's close. Yeah, that that's true. Um, I think there are a lot of, a, I think there are a lot of shows that, uh, well, quite good. I don't think they really find their footing as quickly as Futurama did. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time, Parks and Recreation, fantastic oh, absolutely, show. Yeah. But 
the characters that you kind of fall in love with don't really actually become those characters until like season three, season four. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, every time I recommend Parks and Rec, I always say, just don't worry about season one. Come back to it later. Start with season two and can just go. Right. Um, and, um, but we, you don't, I, I, I personally don't do that with future Futurama. Right. I, I, I say at, you know, some of the end bits you can probably miss and be okay, but there's a good, the, the golden years are surprisingly wide. So, and it's, it's not that I don't like the first two seasons. Um, it's just my, most of my favorite episodes, um, are, you know, after kind of after they stop, uh, pulling punches and they're not afraid to get a little bit sad. Yes. I, I, I think that Futurama has a very good sense of when to not only when to, but how to tug at those, those heartstrings. And th- that they do, but um, <laughs> that yeah, they do. Um, we we will get back to oh, that. Oh boy, I, I am going later. to tell some stories that is going to get me in trouble with my wife. I'm very <laughs> excited. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for that too. Uh, will I don't th- imagine she'll be listening to this podcast. Oh, I sure hope not. <laughs> I am not going to play Jurassic Bark for her. I'll tell you that right now. Um, Jurassic Bark was actually uh, my Wi-Fi password for a while because oh, that's I a knew good Wi-Fi password. I knew that I would never forget it. Oh man, I don't even have a joke. That's just good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, first episode we're already talking about Jurassic Bark. Well, I mean, I well, I mean that I, the world is built that this can happen, um, that they can do things like that. That you know, I, I mean, I can't say no to the the way they they paved the foundation because it works. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, overall, uh, going going back to my original point, um, <laughs> a, a long long time ago. Oh, no. We didn't um, go off track at all. I, I mean, I, I give, uh, I give the pilot a, a solid B. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good. Um, I just don't think it's, um, I don't think it's among the best. No, it's. I would not say it's a peak Futurama episode either. I, I didn't realize we were, we were grading the episodes, but. Well, I mean, I, I think, um, I kind of think it's hard not to. Honestly, I mean. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I mean, like. Even good, you can probably yeah. I guess uh, around the B, B uh, around the B, yeah, around the B. Gotta get around that B. Got, gotta go for the reach around. Oh, gotta go for the reach around on that B. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, so if if I think we're done with the like kind of top, you know, like the top level view or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I, but- I find it really interesting to see the as Futurama goes from 2000 to what was it the last episode like a couple years ago at this point uh so yeah 20, i don't i don't 13, remember 2012 or Sounds something about like that. right uh and just watching how you know in 2000 having 2d and 3d assets kind of interact with each other in a scene to where it started at and you can kind of see it in the, the suicide booth scene when you can see the 3d you know suicide implements coming at them and it's kind of like odd oddly in the frame to how they use it later on when it's just seems natural. No, I I think that's uh, I think that's pretty true. Although I I will say that off the bat, I mean, they were actually mostly uh, mostly on point for a lot of those three D sort of technologies. Sure, um, and I think that that's because they knew what they what they could do with the three D that they could you know they could do at the time because two thousand the the way that three D looks now compared to two thousand is w- wildly different. 
and and to have that much money on a pilot uh, for a budget on a pilot it's kind of crazy. i mean it's matt graining he's like he's no, i agree swimming in money like he's scrooge mcduck mm-hmm. um probably probably and probably you know fox until it decided to move it around on the channel all, all the time to so it couldn't find an audience gave him a lot of money to make this happen yeah. Because Fox moved around that time slot a whole bunch. Well, it, it's Fox. So no, right. <laughs> what is Fox going to do other than move it around? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Firefly. Ooh. Oh, <clears throat> excuse oh, me. Boy, I don't know why we're both coughing. Um, just a bad case of being <laughs> really sad about Firefly. I hear it's going around. I do hear it's going around. But no, I mean, I, I do think that they were pretty on point with a lot of... I mean, again, it goes... It goes back to just kind of the overall style. They knew what they were going for. Yeah. I mean, I think I think knowing what they were going for even goes into like some of the background images because they have you know the version one of the alien language that was almost de- decrypted instantly. That yeah, was basically that- a, straight, a, a simple replacement of characters, which I thought was really interesting. How they had to keep going back. Well, they didn't have to obviously, but they they kept going back to to try and fool people and try to like now it's a it's a it's a it's a rotating cipher it's like now it's like all these different things to actually get the text and now it's an in joke and just when at the very beginning it was like we got to make it look kind of cool and it says drink but like make some alien characters i guess right um yeah it was crazy fast how uh oh yeah like almost like you said almost immediately we should we should try to find one of those people that did it and ask them hey was nibbler in the first scene because they definitely watched it then oh it, yeah probably they probably have it on some oh, uh, man. vcr uh, uh, vhs tape oh, man somewhere. if we could get a vhs tape of the pilot i bet <laughs> I'd have to, yeah, i bet it's exactly the same i would have to get a vcr well where would you do that now where I mean, would you get one of those i mean we are in portland that's so, true uh dream of the 90s is alive in Portland. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we could probably find an artisanal um, v- VCR so we can put our VHS in and GMO free. GMO free. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay, um, favorite uh, favorite moments. Favorite moments or favorite um, quotes. I know you said you brought a oh lot boy. of. I I mean, like you can. I've got quotes for days. There's at least three on that page, and then another. So I've got four quotes. <laughs> Just really well, big writing. I am. I my chicken scratch is amazing. I, I mean, obviously, the way that it starts with "You stink, loser" is just is just fantastic. When when Fry is doing this kind of like the in space, no one can. And then the gorilla pops out, and then mm-hmm. and then the kid just tells him he sucks, and it's fantastic to me. Also, I'm just gonna throw this out uh, right uh, right away. I love how many Donkey Kong references there are in, throughout the the entire series. Yeah, and it just starts off with uh, it really does. Uh, like Monkey Fracas Junior is, yep. I believe, the name of the arcade. <laughs> yes, it is. That's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so so yeah, uh, my one of my favorite uh, quotes from Fry in the episode is when he comes out of the uh the tube and after the welcome to the world of tomorrow which is not one i wrote down but you know it's kind of you have it to is do it's a classic yeah. uh-huh is is when he he's talking to leela um before they get on the probulator and he sees outside and it says it's happy happy new year 2999 and he asks is it really that and and then when leela uh says yes it is he's like oh god my god 
a million years. Uh It's like, that's not how math works. That's, I mean, that's (laughs) orders of magnitude off. Like, very, very wrong, my friend. Um, Oh, this is fantastic. I I can't not think, uh, it's just incredible. Another one. In the suicide booth itself, when when they when when the suicide booth is like, how would you like to go fast and painless or slow and horrible? I'd like to make a collect call. You've selected slow and horrible, and it's just mm. Bender, uh, good choice. <laughs> and, and it's just that, like, yes, making a collect call is slow and horrible. Although, um, you know, Futurama called it, even back in 2000, phone booths are not a thing anymore. Oh, they're super not. Suicide booths have not cropped up since 2008, well, as originally we don't, predicted. We don't have bender uh, bending girders to 30 degrees, 32 degrees, 31 degrees. Uh-huh. So we don't we don't have the technology yet. So, I mean, it's, it's not so much a quote, but one of my favorite gags uh, in the whole episode is uh, they come back from commercial and his arms have fallen off and he somehow yes. puts his own yes, arms yes, back yes. on and, then and Fry, Fry like, even calls it out and he's like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> um, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic little, little sight gag that they do. Um, and I feel like they, they do that somewhat often. Well, like I said, I'm all about the sight gags, um, which is why uh, I love Futurama as much as I do, because there's a lot of great sight gags. It's, it's dense. Yeah. I, I I just really like when um, they're in the pub, like you mentioned earlier, drinking the old Fortran, and then Leela is outside of Ozorgnax's pub, uh-huh. um, and then Fry's trying to get him, get Bender not to look at her, and then Bender's like, I'm not looking, and then his <laughs> eyes telescope outwards uh-huh. towards it. It's... Oh, that that gag never gets old to me when he when he kind of like ex, like zooms in on a thing outside or or that he's looking at. Oh man, I love this show. Honestly, Bender is just a great source of sight gags throughout. Well, you can do a lot of things with a robot that you can't necessarily do with a humanoid. Uh, that describes <laughs> my s- sex life. <laughs> um. Oh Ben. <laughs> oh Ben. I don't have a good follow up for that. No, I actually. don't. I don't. I don't either. I'm just going to change the subject. I. I, I don't. I, I. I. There is one thing about the pilot I'm not a huge fan of. But All right. I don't know how. I. The show would be a whole lot different if they had not done this, um, and they just kind of negate the uh, the career chips uh, totally after this episode, and at even at the very end when he, you know, it's the I'm going to be a delivery boy. Um, and he's like, well, the whole plot didn't need to happen then. Um, that's, that's great. And they just dropped the career trips all pretty much in, in instantly. It, it comes up again in one episode, right? But, but otherwise, uh, it is a world without career chips. Well, they're there obviously, but you know, no one seems to give a shit. I don't know. There are a lot of episodes where people get fired or, uh, yeah, but know. they don't get fired into the sun. As is referenced in in the first episode, no, it's, maybe no, maybe it's, it's. I mean, I'm about to make so many excuses for the people that wrote it, but maybe it's just that, you know, it it it's something to scare the new people. But it, it's even then, it doesn't make any sense that everyone would have it, and and in the contents of the space swap stomach, they would be able to find it. Right. Well, I mean, that's a that's another thing that I think is worth bringing up because they they you're right, they completely negate the existence of career chips basically as soon as the episode's over yeah but they still have the the continuity to acknowledge seasons and seasons later about the space wasps 
That's um, true, yeah. And, you know, seasons and seasons later, uh, Nibbler under the, the desk. Yeah. Um, so it is weird that that's mm-hmm. the one thing where they're just like, um, we'll bring it up uh, in one singular episode. When it, when it drives the plot of the entire mm-hmm. pilot. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just a silly sight gag, but I love when Bender gets frightened and he drops a brick. A literal brick. <laughs> I and and it comes up and I every time. Every time. It's it's just so funny to me. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking that when I was watching that last night, um, as well, where I'm like, you know, I I shouldn't be so amused by this. <laughs> uh but every and single yet. time. And yet. Uh, my my last thing I really want to call out is the fact that they called the current day, our current day, the one that we're living here in Portland, the stupid ages, and seems hard to disagree sometimes. I did watch the debate last night. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got on the pilot. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's a pretty good uh, synopsis overall. Yeah. Um, like I said, um, I mean, it's not not my favorite, but it does a good job setting up um, everything. There's a lot of um, a lot of good visual gags. It sets up the style, like we said. Yeah. You know, for the the Zoidberg fans among us, um, uh, notably well, you, no, notably me. You know, Zoidberg's not in it yet. There's, a, I, there's only one problem: not enough Zoidberg. When I when I'm watching Futurama, I think, "Where's Zoidberg?" So uh, Zoidberg is the Poochie of... But uh, better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he's actually a good character. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> I'm not going to get into the, the politics of uh, Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is a Matt Groening thing, so we could... It, it's, it's, a, it's definitely Futurama adjacent. I mean, we got to do something after uh, we run through all of the episodes of Futurama. That's so. true. We could do it. We could literally tie our our lives to the Simpsons and do that until we die. I don't have it in me to do twenty six <laughs> seasons of anything in and my life. And continuing. Shut up. It's still going. No, shut up. <laughs> um, sorry, I have I have maybe strong opinions on this. No, um, you strong opinions about Simpsons? No, of course not. I think that about sums it up. I think so. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot else that really needs to be said about the pilot. Agreed. Um, again, it's a pilot. You know, everything is always going to be a little bit weird in a pilot. Right. Um, like I said, you know, the one that the one thing that really bugs me is Farnsworth's uh, voice. Um, I, I mean, again, we 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 went over it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's about it. Okay. Do um, we have any segments to do? Like, do we have letters from listeners? Um, <laughs> <laughs> or do we have? I, I could I could read some texts from my wife to see if anything interesting <laughs> is happening. Um, no, they have not. You know that's a good point. Uh, we should probably go through and like set up an email or something. So or like uh, a Twitter, Twitter, um, or like a RSS feed at least. I mean, that's all. That's all. Here's an MP3 happening. world. I'll just put <laughs> it on a, a GeoCities website. That would work for the 2000s, though. It's true. It's a, it's all it's all. GeoCities <laughs> has gone the way of phone booths, though. So. That's true. No, we'll get all of that stuff uh, going. My favorite um, part is that we're talking about it on the podcast, which people will only be able to listen to once we get all these things going. Look, I'll go back and edit in that uh, the email address to contact us is back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and. Oh. Um, you may or may not be able to follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash 
Back to Futurama. We may or may not have a Facebook page at... We don't actually have a Facebook page yet. And uh, like and subscribe on... iTunes? I guess. That's a thing, right? Yeah, iTunes. Uh, SoundCloud may be a thing. You know... Pocket Casts? We use Pocket Casts. I use Pocket Casts. Uh, Talking about which podcast is like probably the most boring thing to listen to ever. Welcome to the podcast about podcasts. (laughs) Welcome to Meta Podcast. The Meta Podcast about podcasts. Brought to you by podcasts everywhere. This is National Public Radio. That's a pretty good voice. Thank you. Um, Maybe I I missed my calling. Maybe I should be (laughs) on the radio. Uh. We'll we'll see what uh, what well, the fans I mean, have to yeah, say. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Hey, um, what? Tell me what you think. Go to our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash Back to Futurama, and we'll see what you think. Okay, no, I think we're done. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, if you did, um, if you did like this episode, let us know at hopefully one of those uh, addresses that mm-hmm. I that editing definitely, in definitely later. not edited in ever. No. We're kind of making this episode up as we go along. I think we'll have uh, a little bit more, uh, everything more tied in a little bit better next time. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. We might go on a 30-minute tirade about uh, the politics of Poochie. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that wouldn't be different than how we usually talk about anything anyway. (laughs) All right, everybody. I think that's going to do it for the first episode of uh, Back to the Futurama. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world world of tomorrow. tomorrow.